Hello, this is Freya Kier and Charlie Klammeis, hosting Fanfarer ZZZ, in which we have conversations, build connections and establish links with all the people crossing Fanfarer's path. Prior to the exhibition Bear 1991 Full Access on Saturday the 27th of January at Fanfarer, we sat down and spoke to Bear about works in progress, independence, self-censorship, emotional intelligence and a bunch of other things. Taking all that into account, it's perhaps not surprising that this is a slightly longer episode than normal. We're sitting here in Fenvaro's backspace. We're here with you, Bea, because of the show that you're going to have in Fenvaro on the 27th of January. And for that show, that's going to be kind of a, a compilation of works dating back till 2014, up until now. Yeah. And uh, it's also a mix of works which are both uh, music-related, but also a lot of other things that you've been doing, so also fashion works, photos, and a lot of documentation and observations as well. And I was thinking since during that exhibition there would be some kind of a two-fold narrative. On one side of the wall there would be the sound-related music-related works, and then on the other side, a lot of the other work, which made me think, um, do you also differ your work in that way yourself, or do you think it merges? Um, I would like to think that I do, but I don't think that I do, if I'm very honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like making lists and categorizing things a lot, and yeah. if I go, you know, if, I, if you look at my laptop, everything has a category and a name mm. or it's got a number or you know a theme but I think try as I might I'd, I'd never be able to uphold that split for longer than a week no. because things just start merging in their yeah. own way like it's all so alive <laughs> but it just yeah. it finds its own way into its own fi- like everything just has its own file yeah I, I feel like there's more if I'd have to split everything up, there would be like eight subgenres rather than just two big ones. But yeah. doing this with you and doing it that rigidly, doing the split like in a 50-50 way yeah. and really separating the, um, the music from the physical stuff is, is very liberating for me because yeah. I need that. I think I need that once in a while to really be quite resolute with. But I don't. to answer your question, I don't <coughs> think I would be able to do that on a regular basis. The line with this rock is the water it touches the surface to crack and turn round. No idle reflections to milk my perfection but shrink and go all the way down. Is what I see, but keep down is too easy. Reflections to crumble or turn round. Is what I need, but be proud is too early for nothing to work out somehow. Uh, speaking of regular basis, that was also something which came up in our earlier conversations, like this that you really had a need for having freedom in your yeah. um, way of working? Well, I've never, I've never had 
someone who has authority over no. me no. or is like guiding me in a way that would resemble you know how you're guided at school or mm. by like a bigger entity that kind of keeps track of what you're doing mm. and whether it makes sense or not yeah. I, I I didn't yeah no I've it's funny though because if you say independence like uh-huh. or freedom or those terms I feel like I've had, I've never had the opposite no. and that that's something that defines me more than having all the freedom in the world because I think everyone has some type of self-inflicted um, restriction that they always carry and mm-hmm. it's about like the independency I think comes when you've when you've learned to deal with your own restrictions mm-hmm. the things that you keep yourself from doing I guess there's like a sort of self-censorship, I suppose, or like, you know, a kind of reinforcing uh, aspect in kind of the way that things are perceived, right? So you kind of learn by putting something out there, people yeah. kind of, how how it's received and then... Yeah, totally. There's two ways, actually, when that happens. There's one where I have the dialogue with myself and I try and imagine how it would feel like showing something to a larger audience or, you know, making something and then trying it on and then actually wearing it for the day or making a track and then listening to it on the bike like those are things that I do to kind of have that dialogue with myself but definitely like having some type of an audience whether it's friends or family or online or and having that interaction is like an ongoing dialogue where you yeah where you have there's there's a type of mm, feedback Mm -hmm. in that 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 is definitely part of how you grow and how you make your decisions in terms of being independent mm. with your work which I noticed quite a bit with just scrolling through your Instagram but you know there's like a clear kind of you know you're testing ideas out in a way there's mm. like a there's like a testing quality to it or an experimental mm. kind of I don't know if you agree it's more of the outcome really it's not really a reason for anything it's I think it's the outcome of a few things that one is that I'm definitely apparently <laughs> doing this with Files has been really interesting for me as well because you know I, I've never really I've always done things the only way which was my way because no one was really involved you know and now doing like a collaboration where I'm actually showcasing work that I've never released before or that hasn't ever seen the light of day because it didn't get used it's been like really fun to um, have them kind of curate that in a way even though we haven't even got to that point yet no. I already feel so good about like having someone else actually go through the mass mm-hmm. and and select and I feel more and more open to doing that but at the same time I'm just a very like processed uh, process obsessed person I think so definitely like Instagram or website or whatever you want to like um, use as a medium to show work I think I'll always end up kind of trying to provoke um, the idea of having only finished work you know because in my mind it's just never really finished and it's more fun to kind of try and interest people with a process related piece rather than you know firing like stuff that's finished at everyone and trying to hope that they'll understand where you're coming from like yeah because I guess like um, an idea doesn't come fully formed and fully executable right away does it yeah and I think it's also you also kind of pose the question of all right maybe it doesn't look finished but maybe it's meant to not look finished and it's so it's finished <laughs> and it's kind of up to you to 
to recognize that or or decide that you don't agree or you know I think it's where people feel most free too at the end of the day like you get to there's a whole other dimension kind of embedded in that in that part of the process when you're not actually busying yourself with the end with the end product or the end result and um and just mainly concerned with the feeling that it's giving you at Mm. that moment in time when you're when you're just you know occupied doing something that interests you and you know maybe it's an obsession or maybe it's something that completely you know found you Mm. uh whilst you're actually doing something else and i think that quality of intuition and um and like sheer human um involvement Mm -hmm. and emotional attachment to a plan or a concept is way more valuable than like the reality of that actually being a thing Mm -hmm. and existing within (laughs) everyone that is like eager to make stuff i think that is way more interesting to me than the end product really i feel like that with like uh, complete an article is like 1200 1500 words and you've yeah. got it it's this kind of finely crafted product that has to like almost resolve every potential argument that anyone will put against mm. it before it can be released mm. and I think that that's sort of completely stifling to putting things out there right because you're kind of scared yeah. of yeah, that's made me think of the counter argument which is also quite legitimate in the sense that you know um it's also maybe um maybe it's a form of escapism mm. in a way that you know maybe I'm also afraid to actually show finished work because I don't want to be I I don't want to necessarily be chasing that that type of perfection mm. and it's quite scary to really go do that because you know it's a whole different way of approaching yeah. um whatever you do I think so that end result or that perfect end product like with writing my album is that that was the biggest challenge to really decide you know when's it finished um so maybe it's also because it it maybe it's less painful to really only think about end products and and not process as much but yeah i don't know it's got two sides there's two sides of the coin what was actually your first release yeah well with the first like bayer 1991 release um, that was Good Thinking, the EP for SCP, mm-hmm. and that was 2014. Yeah. So that's when I just that's when I decided that was going to be my name and yeah that's yeah and then it slowly I guess developed into yeah. some other things. Were you nervous prior to that release actually? Because it was pretty well received at that moment. Yeah. yeah. No, I was excited. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I was. I had a lot. I'd saved a lot of, because prior to that year, I'd been writing music for two years, and the second year of those two years was like full time in the studio, but not doing any shows, not doing you know any any sort of output wasn't there. Like no. it, I was only putting in energy and time and thoughts, yeah. and so I was really ready to share release some music. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine get some responses yeah. also no I, I don't think I was nervous at all I think I was nervous after the release though yeah. <laughs> because that's when you start that's when the dialogue's been opened and mm. I uh, the amount of feedback that I got from that release I don't think I was ready for it so I was really happy to, to do the release and then when it went really well I was like oh fuck I don't know now people have I expectations what to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um but that I was looking online for kind of coverage and one article makes a particular point saying that there's not a lot of information on you no. and that and it's quite a, an achievement in itself right yeah. to to have like but you know it has a dark side because i had to when this wave of like press came at me after the release it was quite a strange experience because i just didn't even reply to those emails i kind of like hid For a while too, like I did shows and stuff, but I didn't really engage with any of the potential platforms or, yeah, in terms of press and stuff, I didn't at all like go into that. And it, I see it as an achievement and as a positive thing because there's no way I would have felt good about being, you know, in shoots and being styled and fucking pushed around. And it would have gotten me into a whole different section mm -hmm. in terms of music and like image as far as I have one. But I think... The dark side to that is that it, if you don't do that stuff, you you kind of shoot yourself in the leg a bit, and things are really hard. Like they're really tough to get done after that. You have to work a lot harder to get into certain conversations, or you know, to get people to listen to new music. You know, industry people. Mm. So it's it's it was a strange experience really to kind of. It's like. Um, On the other hand, it does feel like that you've then uh, that is quite important for you also to have control on what you do or how at what yeah. time things happen and I guess that is definitely a win of mm. having that definitely win the outcome is exactly I think what I did intuitively was because I needed something to change about my the route the career was taking mm. um, and I think it's definitely I'm very happy that I did because it's definitely made me a more I think, I think people who do listen to the music or are like involved in a way or interested take it really seriously. Yeah. And I love that. I think that's really cool. Like on a different level than I think mainstream pop music entertainment level. Yeah. It makes me think. No, your later song, my name is written on it. Yeah. Which is uh, with the oyster yeah. project as well in it, which you used. How a long time was it to build? Oh Is my that god, um, that, that that was like um, I'd gone some, through some quite like rough times, relationship stuff and mm. family stuff, and um, I think I needed to do something that was very meditative and like yes. very um, yeah, just like crafty and simple to kind of just hyper focus on that one thing so I actually yeah. I did take my time with that yeah I could have done it a lot quicker but I think it took me about four months to build and paint and, and yeah. shoot the clip and everything yeah 
but that's also kind of very like uh, somehow nursing around your own space or your own I don't know was that but that was not a, reac a reaction to this whole first yeah it kind of was a bit I mean what happened was the second EP songs of 2k11 mm -hmm. was um, released with my second management that I worked with and they were based in New York which made it quite hard to execute stuff in, a, in an efficient way yeah. <clears throat> so um, even though we all had the best interests in mind I think um, that release went a bit funny and it was actually a free download on my website for ages it's like almost an album seven tracks yeah and people did not know about it and didn't really find the download and They didn't really get it they as a concept, concept either, because it was like an ironic TBT, yeah, like a like a kind of a piss take of the whole TBT trend. So I called it Songs to Get Eleven because it was like a flashback to oh two years ago, not that long ago. I mean, it was a bit silly, but I was really into it at the time, yeah. and um, and it didn't really do well. And then I think after that, um, I yeah I started building the oyster because it was one of the tracks on that EP and I thought I'd do another single mm. but I really at that at that point I was very like I needed to kind of reclaim the space I guess or yeah. somehow integrate that feeling into the work mm. and make it like something useful yeah because you have like now we spoke a lot about your music but um, something which we're also showing and something which I guess has also been you know developing a lot in focus within the recent years is also your work with fashion yeah. and in, in collaborations within that field. Is that something that you imagine you'll be using, spending more time on as well in the future? I think I will, but with the condition that I'm doing more than just making more mm. fashion yeah. in the world of fashion. Yeah. like. I kind of had a moment with the last with the last project with the software project mm -hmm. where I was like I was really happy with the result I thought we did a good job and it was fun and everything then I looked at this rack of like 10 pieces and I was like fuck I'm not like changing the world with this I'm like I'm not making the world a better place I'm not no. helping anyone I'm not solving any problems I'm not really you know good for the environment right now like This should either be recycled or it should have like it should have another layer of that that yeah. brings it gives it some depth that gives it purpose more than just me having done some fun project with someone else. Yeah, that's why I, I, I could sound quite negative, like to look at this software mm. and the product and, and think what what how is this changing the world because that's a that's a big um, expectation to put on yourself. Yeah. You know? That's me though, like that's constantly the dance that I'm doing. You know, on the one hand, you kind of help the world if you take things lightly and are humorous about everything you do and um, are always, you know, ready to kind of take the. to, 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 uh, to be challenged in a way as well and just kind of just take the piss and do fun stuff and involve mm -hmm. people and. I think that's very, you know, that, that's a huge thing if you can accomplish that already. And I'm like one leg's in that area and then the other leg's like in the very serious area where, you know, being funny all the time or being, you know, kind of quirky and like conceptual is, is too easy. And 
you need to really think about what you're doing mm. um, as much as you can because if I'm you know if I'm going to add something to that huge that huge scale of material that's online right mm. now and being distributed physically as well I want it to make sense like it needs to it needs to have a reason to be there um, something else you released emotional intelligence that's today. today yeah what is can you like read today yeah, which is the 16th of <laughs> 16th of january monday. should i say the year 2018 a rainy monday rainy gray monday a rainy gray monday in amsterdam emotional intelligence that sounds more fun yes <laughs> here's the thing i don't i don't believe i have emotional intelligence But I'm so desperate to have it. Like, it's my biggest desire to achieve emotional intelligence. Like, I think about emotional intelligence as something like paradise, you know, wisdom, tranquility, balance, peace. But it's also my emotional unintelligence that makes me have these amazing peaks and ups and of ups and downs. And I think in those places, both both the up and the down, I find always something very very valuable so yeah I got um, really into this emotional intelligence as a subject and um, kind of started seeing it all around me like you know how when you when you really suddenly you understand something or you really believe in, in a piece of information mm. and you kind of just start seeing it everywhere yeah. um, and I love it when that happens um and it gives me a lot of energy to kind of inject you know into um undertaking a project and that's what happened with this so i started collecting fragments of people talking about what emotional intelligence <laughs> emotional intelligence means to them yeah um <clears throat> and um that was the only question i asked like just send me like a one or two minute mm. audio file of you talking about what this means to you And the funny thing is that people, the people that tried to talk to me about this um, or, you know, recorded something and sent it were quite, you can hear like the intentions there, but it's such a vague subject that they, I could kind of see, picture them being like, okay, I'm going to start talking about this now. And then halfway through, they're like, fuck, I don't know what I'm talking about. I yeah. just, I'm just trying to like vocalize this feeling um, or, 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 you know, an idea of something that is in my mind and in my body and it, and it plays a huge role in everything I do but how do, how do I talk about it I don't know and I think that in itself was such an interesting outcome of the project um, but that's um, being released today that's being released today at as the sound files oh so yeah I'm, I'm putting together like an hour of uh, people talking about this two um, minutes each Yeah, but some of them are longer, some of okay, them are shorter. Okay, yeah. um, I'm doing a selection of those today, putting it together, and then 
um, hopefully I'll find enough vinyl pieces that I like that I'll play over it. So I'll kind of play like a soundtrack to these people talking. Mm. And to introduce that soundscape, um, I'm putting a video online that we shot, a few friends of mine and I shot last year, where we were like, we rented a space with about 20 people mm. and all very different ages and backgrounds. And um, we danced and moved around intuitively. Yeah, well, no, we, we worked the whole day. Mm. Um, and I played uh, like a soundscape that I'd written, uh, just instrumentals and some talking. And we, yeah, we did like some uh, choreography based stuff. And then we did some weird, like whatever you would feel like stuff. And yeah, well, I guess it, it sounds like it could be like like your other projects that it's not necessarily done yet but um yeah and it's very like, collaborative uh, yeah you know, there's so many people who've been part of it so it's just like a communal thing almost yeah, yeah. that's nice yeah am i right that that you've mentioned something about releasing music later on this year yeah yeah is that like a, yeah that? i didn't send that to you but basically all the process related stuff from this The last two years mm -hmm. have been for the album. Yeah. So it's done. It's ready. Yeah. It's finished. And I'm working on releasing a single. Mm -hmm. Hopefully in the next month. Two months. Or yeah. <laughs> so that's a full on album. Does that have a name already? Yeah. Is it secret? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough. <laughs> you can tell it when we're off. Just for a little bit longer, yeah. It's getting no. closer though. Yeah. I can okay. feel it giving birth to itself. It's like slowly. Emerging. Yeah, I guess it is kind of a, a baby. Yeah, totally. Meeting the I've world. been pregnant for two years. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, what a release. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. I'm really yeah. excited. So it's well, going to be quite a bit busy. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, this month is starting off nice and busy. Mm -hmm. um, It's good. Um, and then I'm going to go to Ethiopia for a month. Um, and then when I come back, I think, yeah, hopefully things will start um, happening. Yeah. I'd really like to just release this because I've also... I think I'm just a, a bit of a workaholic, maybe. Well, I, I'm but not, I think none of us <laughs> sitting here can judge you on that. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm, this, this album, which is new for the world, is old for me. So I've already started um, working on the second one. Cool. Like half done. <laughs> so I'm just going <laughs> to go and do that, I think. <laughs> is that going to be a two-year pregnancy as no well? No way. Yeah. That's not good for me. I need... I need If I'm inspired, like, in, in a real way, I need to eject in a real way. Yeah. And I can't sit on a golden egg for ages. It's just not my vibe, so. No. Yeah. I mean, maybe it'll be when I'm, like, old and wise and patient. But right now, I'm too excited. And I need to just keep that energy going, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Fanfare ZZZ is a fanfare production hosted by me, Freya Kier, and Charlie Clemos. The tracks played throughout the recording are from Bea's first and second EPs, as well as an excerpt from her recently released project Emotional Intelligence. You can find links to all the music on Fanfare's webpage, as well as on the show notes on SoundCloud. Stay updated on this Fanfare Tete series on Fanfare's Instagram or Facebook, 
or by subscribing to Fanfara Tete on the podcast app.